It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. I'm Beckler. Shauna is away this week. I was away last week. She's in Costa Rica right now, or Costa Rica, depending on how you prefer I say it. I'm probably going to alternate throughout the week just so I don't... I only sound 50% dumb then. She's been posting the odd update on her Instagram, and it looks absolutely beautiful there. I'll tell you a bit about what I was up to in my week off, uh, talk about some of the things I missed while I was away. We're going to talk about Jason Kenney's resignation. Of course, we'll talk quite a bit about uh, the Battle of Alberta, Flames and Oilers. Game four is tonight. Got some electronic music to play for you from the same guy who brought us the song about Joe Biden. If you're a dedicated PissCast listener, you'll remember that. I got a bit of a haircut just recently. It was, came about in an odd way. We could talk about that. Uh, first, your out of context clip of the show. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We've been talking a bit about Game 4 of the Battle of Alberta tonight, which I'm hoping is a good game. It probably will be after the fireworks at the end of Game 3. Talking specifically about the uh, Milan Lucic hit. On Mike Smith, and I use the term hit there loosely. It was, uh, it deserved a penalty for sure, but Oilers fans are going crazy. Like Mike Smith went down like he'd been shot, and Oilers fans are saying Lucci should be suspended for the rest of the series because he deliberately ran Mike Smith. Like that's hilarious. One, someone edited Milan Lucci's Wikipedia page to say that he is a professional goalie runner and violent man with a small pee-pee. <laughs> I think I agree with uh, with Lucic himself. He said this in the press conference about the hit. I agree with Daryl in the sense of if I actually did charge, we both wouldn't be playing tomorrow. That's a great point. And there was one Calgary sports commentator who said, like, if Lucic had really wanted to hit Mike Smith, Mike Smith would have ended up in, like, in, like the third row. That <laughs> It would not have been like it was. Like he obviously let up. That's just that's hard nosed playoff hockey. And I understand that Oilers fans haven't had haven't seen much playoff hockey in the last ten or fifteen years. But it's good stuff. The fans like it. The kids like it. Don Cherry likes it. Look at this! Day. I got Milan Lucic. He's going to come down and bump into Mike Smith. He does the spin and he bumps him. And I always say, look at this here, kids. you got to be ready to take a hit. And I'd expect a guy like Mike Smith to know that good Canadian kid out of Kingston, Ontario. Been playing since the 40s. Doesn't need to be flopping like some kind of European. Everyone should be ready to take a hit. The goalies, the coaches, the girls shoveling the ice. The kids selling 50-50 tickets on the concourse. Keep your head up and support the troops. Let's go. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You know the massive Canadian flag on the Stampede grounds? Like the really big one on the south end of the grounds? It's huge. You can see it from everywhere. Uh, I, I drove past it the other day and I was, I was kind of chuckling to myself. Um, because it's not a Canada flag right now. It's a Calgary Flames flag. And we make such, not just us, I mean, countries in general make such a big deal about their flag. And we do it too here in Canada, right? Is it being honored? Is it being respected? You remember last summer we kept it at half-mast for months after the, the discoveries in residential schools, and there was a big debate about whether or not the flag should be raised. And we talk about you know who the flag should and shouldn't be lowered for, and are the Freedom Convoyers disparaging the flag, and what does the flag mean now? But then the flames string together four wins in the spring, and we're like, actually, take the flag down completely, 
put up a Flames flag. And that's far from the only flagpole where a Flames flag is flying right now, rather than a Canadian flag. It's really not that uncommon. And I'm not trying to be the flag police here or anything, amateur vexillologist as I am. I just think we should keep that in mind next time a controversy surrounding the Canadian flag pops up, because it will pop up. It always does. Are they disrespecting the flag? It's like, we don't even fly it if our hockey team makes the second round. VNS in 20 minutes or less. As I mentioned earlier, and uh, we'll likely mention again this week because it is consuming my life at the moment, uh, we're renovating our new house. And uh, there's a, there is a ton of waste in a renovation. I thought of this the other day while I was shoveling 1,300 pounds of old tile out of the back of my truck. It was, uh, it was tile from the floor, and it like... The, the floor, it worked just fine. The tile was just fine as a floor. It served its purpose. It was just ugly uh, by today's standards. I'm sure it wasn't ugly when it was installed, you know, 25 years ago, but by today's standards, it was ugly tile. So we wanted to get rid of it and put something newer and fresher in there. And now this old tile will sit in a landfill until my bloodline dies out. Just not just the tile, but like just the wasted materials. Like you know, we painted recently, and just like the the amount of waste that comes from like cleaning paint supplies and all all that stuff. Like it's just there is a ton of waste in a reno. And I'm not the greenest dude around by any means, except for the color that I bleed. Go riders! But I think I'm going to keep that in mind with some of our projects going forward, because you know you see some of these big houses that renovate like every few years just to keep with the trends. Like anytime you see a big construction bin or a big dumpster on someone's driveway and it's full of stuff. Like, that stuff isn't getting reused. That's going to the dumpster. It's going to the landfill to stay there forever. And some of these places, they do that constantly, right? Because the trends are changing and they got to keep up with it. Not me. After the amount of work that this renovation has been and the favors that I've had to call in, this house is going to be a time capsule to the year 2022. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got a message from a friend of the show who said they work for a recycling company in the city, and apparently there are a few companies that are trying to repurpose some of this uh, construction waste right now because there is just a phenomenal amount of it, as we said. Um, and, I mean, a lot of it is in is in pretty good shape. Like, if you're talking about, like, off-cut pieces of wood, drywall, shingles, that sort of thing. So, I don't know. I, I asked this person for a, a few more details and haven't got back yet. So, I don't know if these are going to, like, non-profit projects or if just the average person can go pick up, you know, a third of a sheet of drywall if you need one from that was otherwise going to end up in the dump. Um, it'd be a good thing, though. So that's just a ton of a ton of unnecessary waste. BNS in 20 minutes or less. One thing I didn't mention in the news, I thought about mentioning it, but then I was like, I'm going to repeat it three times this morning, uh, is that, well, you know, while we've mostly moved on from COVID restrictions and kind of pandemic talk and thinking here in Alberta and even really in Canada, some parts of the world are still very much dealing with it. Like There was a headline this morning that said, in Taiwan, 40% of all COVID deaths that they have had have happened this year. And Taiwan early on was one of those countries that everyone was pointing to as like, this is how you handle the pandemic. And now it's kind of like catching up with them and they're seeing their waves later in the game than we did. Um, of course, you've heard about China. They're still locked right down. I heard, before I went on holidays, I heard uh, Justin from our midday show talking about North Korea. They've got quite an outbreak going on in North Korea right now, or I guess we we assume. I don't know how much we we how much like accurate information we get out of that country. But I was reading this morning that in North Korea, they have had almost 3 million cases of quote-unquote fever 
not officially COVID, but fever. Uh, only 68 COVID deaths, though. It's like, well, those two numbers don't add up. That kind of reminds me of, like, early on in the pandemic, the numbers that China was reporting. Do you remember that? Like, keep in mind, this pandemic started in China. And they were like, yeah, we've had 50,000 cases. In a country of over a billion people where the pandemic started, you've only had 50,000 cases? Again, that doesn't add up. Some of these countries, they count COVID cases like my grandpa used to count his golf score. He'd be out the, he'd be in the woods, like, just hacking away, and he'd come out. Uh, yeah, two. I got, a, got two in there. Put me down for a bogey. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So my wife and I bought a new house just recently. We took possession the week before last, and we're deep into the renos right now. And uh, my parents came out from Saskatchewan to help last week, to help with, you know, some of the work and with the kids and that. And, man, my parents have so much energy. Like, they are both retired. My dad's 61. My mom is 58. So, you know, they retired fairly young, I guess, comparatively. Um, but they just like, you know, they worked all day, like put in like 10 hour days working with us and then would hang, have enough energy to hang out with the kids, take them to the park at night. And I was very grateful for that. And I wanted to, I wanted to, to show my appreciation to them, but you know, they, they didn't want money or anything like that. They just wanted to come and help out their kids. And I was thinking, okay, what could I do for them that they would appreciate? Well, if you've listened to this show for a while, you will know, uh, one that I have very long hair, hadn't, and I haven't had a haircut in like almost four years. And my dad hates it. My dad just hates the fact that I have long hair. He thinks every every guy should look like they were in the Korean War, that like flat top haircut. He's kind of stuck in like the 1960s in, in that sense. Guys should not have earrings. They should not have long hair, anything like that. So he hates my long hair. So I was thinking, what could I do to show my appreciation? So as they were about to leave last week and head back to Saskatchewan, I handed him some scissors and I was like, go ahead and cut a bunch of this off. So he did. He cut like six, seven, eight inches off of my hair. Here's the thing, though, uh, and I didn't, I haven't done this very often, so I don't know this, but when you tie your hair back to cut it off, you end up, you end up with more of the back tied up than the front. Because think about it. Like if you have a, like if you have tied off at the back of your head, the back is right there, and the front is quite a ways away. So I've got a bit of a bob going on right now spunky little bob and I'm I'm trying to decide like if I leave if I leave it like this if I get it trimmed up if I like shave it all off what I do going forward but I I don't know if this is really working this mom cut that I have going on just give me the uh just give me the France scene from Arthur that's a good look the BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast man I get so much so much music sent to me like through my work email and uh, it's the, in radio, there are these people called radio trackers, and an artist will hire them to try to get radio stations to play their music. And some of them are better at it than others. Um, like, for example, some of them are sending the music to me rather than Matt Berry, so already that's kind of a waste of your time and money there because <laughs> I don't make those decisions. But every once in a while, so, so I, I, just, I usually just delete these songs because, like, there's so much of it, I can't really listen to it all. Every once in a while, though, a song will jump out. You might remember when I played uh, this track. This is a French electri- electronic musician named Dom Brentz, uh, who released a song a few years ago called Joe Biden. It's going to be stuck in your head. I almost guarantee it. 
well, I got more music from Dom Brands, and I was like, okay, you've uh, you've got my attention, Dom Brands. So he's released an entire album of songs named after the presidents of the Fifth French Republic. So basically, all the presidents of France going back the last twelve of them, I think. Like, there's a song about Charles de Gaulle. There's a song about Sarkozy. Um, this is the one for Emmanuel Macron, though. Let's start there. I should have warned you. The intro is a little bit annoying, but just just wait till it drops in and tell me how you're feeling about it. Oh, there it is. Your shoulders are wiggling right now, aren't they? There's another drop coming. Let's do it together. Yes. And that's about the uh, extent of the lyrics, but man, that is that is thick. We are deep in it right now. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So my son Bo is seven, and he, he likes to listen to a podcast when he falls asleep. And he used to listen to our podcast, the podcast that Shauna and I put out every day, the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less. Um, and then he kind of like... He drifted away from it, and I was I was happy about that because it's not always the most appropriate for a seven year old. Like we try to be fairly PG, but sometimes I was like, oh, I'd rather rather my son not hear this part of the podcast when he's seven. Uh, and also, then I would I would go to tell him a story, and he would say, "You already talked about this on the podcast." And I was like, "Ah, oh, crap." Well, so anyway, he found a he found a different podcast that he likes to fall asleep to. It's called Sleep Tight Stories, and it's just this woman with a very soothing voice reading bedtime stories for kids. So like, here's an Nibbles. example. The mouse. With the sound of the rooster crowing, Nibbles knew it was time to get out of bed and start his day. So there's all these different stories, and sometimes there's like a breathing exercise before it, and it's really nice. I think it's probably a, a great way for him to fall asleep. Uh, problem is, though, that my youngest son, Brigham, uh, who's five, now is also falling asleep to this podcast. So from where I sit in my bed, uh, in the hallway of our house, this is this is what it sounds like at bedtime. Let out a story about how violets came stretched. to be born and walked over to lots little. We have competing sleep tight stories podcasts going on at bedtime, and had I a third kid, it would probably sound I even worse. Friends on the other side of the barn Great, and now I can't fall asleep. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. Well, this has become a favorite on the show when Shauna is away. My wife McKenna writes her version of the X-92.9 Morning News. The biggest stories in the world this morning, according to my wife. McKenna's. X-92.9 News. I'll read it word for word. Hi, everyone. It's me. I'm back. Let's dig right in. Bachelor Nation's new hottest couple on the block is Becca Tilly from Ben Season and singer Haley Kiyoko. The couple confirmed their relationship on Haley's new Bachelor-themed music video, where Haley gave the last rose to Becca. The two have since posted on Instagram confirming that they are, in fact, in a relationship. Aside from the music video, Becca also took to Instagram and shared a series of sweet videos of her and her girlfriend, Haley, writing, Hard to say if this is a hard or soft launch, but it is a launch. Congrats to the new couple. The folks at MTV are apparently not happy with the cast of the original Jersey Shore franchise as the network tries to reboot the iconic series with fresh faces in a new way. Some of the original cast members, Snooki, Wow, The Situation, and Polly D, called out the TV network for trying to redo reality TV history. In fact, those within the network are apparently calling the old cast ungrateful. 
And Eating Well has come out with their picks for the 2022 summer food trends. Topping the list is passion fruit, with the mag pointing out that even White Claw Hard Seltzer is out with a passion fruit flavor this summer. I don't know if I even know what a passion fruit looks like or if I've ever tasted it. I think I thought it was just some sort of fruit medley. I suppose I could Google it and find out what it looks like. Some other hot items on the list are cucumber everything, matcha, lavender, canned cocktails, and baby bok choy. And the Flames AHL affiliate team based in California is set to relocate to Calgary. So we had a bit of overlap with my news stories this morning. Uh, now you're informed, I guess. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So apparently we're going to be getting a new premiere. Like I said, I was kind of away from my phone and everything over the past 10 days. And I don't think this story got as much play as it uh, as it deserved. It kind of got lost in the long weekend news dump, I think. But I'll take you back. So Jason Kenney on the weekend narrowly survived a leadership review. And I mean narrowly, 51.4% of the vote. And he had previously said that uh, a majority win in the review would be enough for him to stay on as premier and as leader of the UCP party. And then he almost immediately announced his resignation after that. Though he hasn't actually resigned yet. He just said he will not run in the next leadership race for the UCP. Is this news to you or did you hear about this? I was talking to a friend yesterday and he's like, what? I heard nothing about this. So now it's unclear if there's going to be an interim leader, if Jason Kenney himself will kind of act as like, the interim leader before the party chooses their next leader. It's also not clear who the next leader of the party might be. Ryan Jean, Danielle Smith, a couple of favorites. We already know that uh, Jabs Minister, the Minister of Jabs, Doug Schweitzer, uh, who ran for leadership in 2017, came third. Also has the driest mitts in the league, that guy. Do you remember back during, it was one of the COVID press conference updates, and he got caught, like, fake sanitizing his hands at the podium. He didn't actually sanitize his hands, and people were upset. So then the next time he was up there, he made sure to sanitize the hell out of them things. And they were so dry. Like, you could you could, you could, could hear him in the microphone. Driest mitts in the league, Doug Schweitzer. But, uh, so he, not only will he not run for leadership, he won't even seek re-election uh, as the MLA for Calgary Elbow. So Doug Schweitzer's out of the running. But my guess is, and this is just a guess, and I'm not involved in politics or anything, but I would think that the party knows that this election, this next election coming up next year, is going to be an absolute dogfight. And I think we we can probably all agree on that, right? Whether, whatever party you support, whatever leader you support, like the election next year is going to be a much tighter race than this past one, I think. And I'm sure the UCP knows this too. So they were probably looking at the chessboard and thinking, are these the guys who can beat the NDP? Maybe not. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Game four tonight, Battle of Alberta. I got a good feeling about tonight. I think the Flames are going to win, and then the series comes back to Calgary, tied it to a piece. It's essentially a best of three series at that point. The Flames have home ice advantage. That's that's how I think this is going to play out. I got to go to game one. A friend of mine called me the Monday before game one and was like, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And I had never been to a playoff game. I was like, I will drop everything to be there. Yes. And it was electric. Oh my god, that was a fun game. And what a wild game to be at. And then the last two I watched on TV. And if you're, if you're watching on TV, so on Sportsnet they have, of course, the panel of analysts at the desk. And then they have Kelly Rudy and Dave, David Amber in the building. And I noticed that Kelly Rudy says the word period odd. He says period. They only got five shots in the second period. <laughs> it's an odd way to say that word, Kelly Rudy. And then come to think of it, if you've been to a, a Flames game at the Dome, like before, during the 
you know, the pregame show or whatever, they have this dude up on the jumbotron sitting at a desk and he's hosting like interviews and stuff, kind of hosting the pregame show. And I don't, I'm not sure who the dude is, but he said, he said experience. And I was like, that's, a, is this a hockey thing that we're all saying that these, these, these words that sound like that so weird, you know, like this deep into a playoff series, that third period experience, you know, when worriness is setting in seriously, you want to stir clear of long shifts in the third period. What is that? What are you saying, Kelly? Oh, no. I've missed my period. I am with child. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.